Hey now, how are you? I want to give you, uh, before I get started, I want to give you a quick update on my uh, goofy situation in Detroit, just to let you know how it's going. So my Detroit Nightmare House is officially on sale. Uh, in fact, as I record this on Sunday, uh, they're having an open house. And I got to tell you, I cannot wait to get rid of this house. Uh, I think I've said this before, but uh, what the hell, I'll say it again. If you're thinking about investing in single family real estate in Detroit, please contact me and let's have a chat. Uh, I actually had a, a chat with a nice dude from Southern California last week who found me on Bigger Pockets um, because I had made a post about this turnkey company that I bought my Detroit house from. And he wanted to talk to me because they were trying to sell him a house. And I was like, dude, run, run like the wind, avoid it at whatever cost. And uh, I think I helped talk him out of uh, doing it. So there are a couple of turnkey providers out there. Um, that I will give you a stern warning not to work with. And I'll give you a couple alternative options with better people, better property management, and potentially higher returns in some different markets that I've worked with. So anyway, uh, after a few years with the absolute worst property managers you could imagine, I think I mentioned that I found another uh, property management company and I switched to them. And they somewhat managed some rehab work and it took for ever. Uh, and their communication sucked. And I started kind of getting the, the feeling that I traded one shitty manager for another. So I just decided to get rid of this house. Um, and so how do you find a good realtor in a town a couple thousand miles away? Well, you ask for referrals. And I happened to know a podcaster in Detroit. So I asked him, I said, John, I need a shark of a real estate agent in Detroit. Do you have any you'd recommend? And well, uh, before I go any further, if you're going to do what I did, get a second opinion or do some serious due diligence um, because I didn't do any. I just took this guy at face value and the guy that he recommended definitely did not turn out to be uh, a shark. Uh, I, I won't go into detail right now, uh, but just getting an opinion on the condition of the place took well over a month and I had to poke and prod to get them to do anything. Uh, and I got to tell you, it just made the bad taste that I have in my mouth from working in Detroit even worse. Um, but long story short, I said, uh, do I need to get on a plane to to manage this pro to to the realtor? I I said, do I need to get on a plane and manage this process myself? Um, and all of a sudden, things started happening. Within a few weeks, new carpet was in, new paint was in, uh, new kitchen uh, floor was installed. And as of two days ago, the place is officially for sale and it looks pretty good. So I don't want to jinx this thing, but once it does sell and I've got the cash in hand, I'll, I'll go over all the numbers with you because even though I held the place for less than four years and you know the shitty renters, all of them screwed me over multiple times, the place still turned out to be a great investment. Uh, or, well, at least a really good investment. Anyway, I'm looking forward to putting those numbers together for you because, well, I think you might find it interesting and it proves how good of an investment real estate can be even as a short-term play. I was thinking that I was going to own that place for at least 20 years, so it's pretty cool that I didn't have to because it was so terrible. And uh, anyway, more on that later. Um, but today I want to switch gears and I want to talk about buying gold. Why gold? Well, you know, it's it's fallen out of favor in the last few years, and the price action really reflects that fact. If you bought gold 10 years ago, you would have paid somewhere in the neighborhood of 1800 bucks, And then if you held that until today, well, it would be worth about the same. Uh, so gold has been a terrible investment. 
it hasn't kept up with inflation. Uh, it so meaning that it's not a hedge against inflation, like they will tell you on the TV commercials. Uh, also, it's been proven that the gold market is manipulated. Um, but I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole right now, but you can do your own research. And if you do, you're going to end up pissed off because it's not cool and it's real and it's quantifiable. Uh, you know, people have uh, been fined for it and it's, it's a real phenomenon. So the market is manipulated. Um, but past performance and manipulation aside, looking forward, we could be looking at uh, some pretty stormy seas in the macro economy. And um, right now we're looking at the possibility of seven up to seven rate hikes this year. Granted, these are small 25 basis point hikes, but they're hikes nonetheless. That said, people are starting to, to talk about gold again. And I've seen it happen multiple times in the last 25 years. Gold kind of goes in and goes out of favor as things change with the economy. Now, fear is one of the big drivers uh, of gold purchases, and there's a lot of fear right now. You've probably started to notice that there are more TV commercials, uh, especially during uh, the day and late at night when old people watch TV, showing offers of gold, gold coins, gold IRAs, and on and on. Now, I used to be uh, a big gold bug. I've talked about that before. I used to listen to Peter Schiff religiously, um, and I held a pretty good amount of it, but not so much anymore. Now, if you've been listening to the show in the last few months, you know I'm getting more and more intrigued by Bitcoin, and I definitely consider that to be digital gold. But I've had a few people ask my opinion about gold uh, lately, and here's the deal. I don't really have an opinion anymore. I still have a bunch of silver bars, actual physical 10 ounce silver bars that I bought a few summers ago at my local uh, gold and uh, silver shop. Um, and I still carry my one ounce 24 karat gold buffalo coin in my pocket every day, um, but I'm not adding to my position. If someone were to ask me what percentage of your net worth should be in precious metals, I'd probably say two to 5% maybe. For me, it's closer to one. Um, but just as a part of a diversified set of holdings, I do like to still have some on hand, if for no other reason, but well, no good reason. Um, oh, and I've also mentioned uh, that I do own some gold mining and royalty stocks, and I'm still bullish on those for the long run, but that's gambling, and I don't recommend gambling unless you're pretty much set on your retirement funds situation. So anyway, People ask me about gold, and the most important thing that I tell them is how not to buy it. Now, this this isn't financial advice, um, but please don't buy gold uh, from ads off TV or banner ads online. The premiums that you're going to pay are instantly going to put you underwater on your purchase. So if you Google gold IRA or how to buy gold, you're going to get a bunch of offers for things like buyer's guide and uh, information kits and stuff like that to help you with your purchase. Um, in fact, um, one online gold investor kit that I saw here promises to teach you this, how to get the most gold and silver for your money, how gold and silver can protect you from a drop in the stock market. Top 10 must-have coins from the modern U.S. Mint, the most popular gold and silver for investors, and how to avoid costly rookie buying mistakes. Okay, so if you've never bought gold before, or if maybe you've bought a gold or silver coin or two, I want this to be your main takeaway from today's show. It's not that complicated, okay? The first thing you really need to decide is whether you want physical gold in your hands that you can touch, or if you're cool with owning it as either a derivative or having it 
custodied by someone else. Okay, so if you want to hold gold in your hand, it's going to cost you extra, which is going to make it an even worse investment. So it's fun to have gold in your hands. And I got to tell you, I do love my gold buffalo coin. It's a beautiful, heavy, solid coin. And well, it's an ounce of gold, so it's cool to have. But if you were to buy one today, I want to warn you about how expensive it can be. So right at this moment, the official spot price for us civilian gold buyers uh, is $1,797.40. So $1,797.40. Now, if you wanted to go to your local coin dealer and buy that American gold buffalo coin, and you're in a state with no sales tax, like here in Oregon, you're going to pay at least $1,920. That's a little over 120 bucks just for the premium to purchase that coin. That's about 7%. Now, if you went online to one of the hundreds of online gold sellers out there, you would pay a few bucks less unless you wanted to pay with a credit card, in which case you can add another 80 bucks or so to that number. So right off the bat, because of that premium, you're down 7%. So gold's going to have to go up 7% just for you to break even. But that's not where it ends because when the gold dealers buy back the coin from you, they pay even less than spot price, okay? So they make their money on both ends of the deal. So let's go back to my uh, local coin store. If my gold buffalo is still in perfect condition, they'll buy it back at today's spot price for $1,812. And if I sell it to one of the online gold and coin stores, I might get maybe 10 bucks more than that, but I'll have to deal with the hassle price and risk of shipping that coin to them. Personally, I would definitely avoid that for a couple of reasons. One being the pain in the ass factor, but two being the fact that, there, well, there's a paper trail. If I go to my local coin store, they give me cash right there on the spot, and I'm much more comfortable with that. After all, part of the reason why a lot of people own gold is because that's untraceable, untaxable money. So anyway, all that said, at today's spot price, if I buy the coin for about a 7% premium, and then when I sell it back, I lose another 108 bucks, which is about 6% of the current spot price. Well, um, and then of course, as the value of the gold goes up, that spread gets even wider. So gold has to go up by at least 13% for me to even break even on this gold coin purchase. So for me personally, I bought my gold buffalo not as an investment. I just got kind of all jiggy on gold after I read the Robert Kiyosaki book, um, Fake, which, by the way, is a really good read. Um, I'd, I'd recommend it. I love Robert Kiyosaki. But anyway, after I read that book, I wanted to have an ounce of gold to carry around. Uh, he made some mention of, of owning and holding gold like with you all the time. So I wanted to have that ounce of gold to carry around and that particular coin is super cool. So now before I go any further, yes, there are cheaper ways to buy an ounce of physical gold. You can buy a little one ounce gold bar, uh, which my local coin shop sells for 1872 bucks. So that's about 50 bucks cheaper than a gold buffalo coin. Um, and there are cheaper ways than that. Of course, the more you buy, the less premium you're going to pay, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, the long and the short of it is if you want to own physical gold and hold it in your hand, it's going to cost you. All of this is leading up to my preferred way to buy gold, and that's to own it as a digital asset, if you will, that's backed by gold. Now, and I personally have done that two ways that I want to share. One is through a company called OneGold, and the other is through the Perth Mint. And yes, that's Perth, Australia. 
Now, there are other ways to buy gold-backed assets, but these are two of my favorite because the prices are great, meaning that the premiums are low, super low. So with the Perth Mint, you can literally buy a one kilo gold bar or a thousand ounce silver bar or other big blocks of metal, and they'll just store it for you with, for a very low storage fee. And then if you decided that you wanted to actually go and pick it up in person and then take it and store it yourself, my understanding is that you can show up at Perth and they'll let you pick it up and take it with you. Now, part of me really wants to do that one day just to witness the process firsthand, but that's a long flight for a goofy field trip. And then what are you going to do with a kilo of gold in Australia? Um, but the cool thing about the Perth Mint is that you can also buy fractional ownership of gold, silver, or platinum. And again, they'll just store it for you. But the premiums are way, way lower than buying the physical metals at your local coin store. So right now, um, remember the, the official spot price at this moment is $17.97.40. And if I buy an ounce of gold at the Perth Mint, I'm going to pay $17.98.38. So that's right, just under a dollar for my premium instead of $120 for that gold buffalo coin. Then if I want to sell it back to them, they're going to pay me uh, $1,785.84 per ounce, which is only $12.54 under spot. Now, the Perth Mint does charge a negligible fee for storage, but it's like a couple of bucks a year. Crazy low. Okay, so I like the Perth Mint as an option, but my favorite place to buy digital gold is at One Gold, a place called One Gold. That's one O N E gold.com. I've actually kind of put a lot of money into One Gold over the past few years. Um, and while I did make some good returns on some of the buys and sells, I'd say I maybe ended up a total of 10% ahead, you know? So it's a good thing that premiums are so low there because otherwise I would have been way down. Now, One Gold is super cool because you can buy gold and silver in the US, in the UK, in Canada, and in Switzerland. Um, you can also buy platinum in the US. So for me, just to spread it around, I'd buy a bit in each country. And like the Perth Mint, the premiums are razor thin. Plus, sometimes they'll have sales and give you spot price, like literally no markup. And actually, right now, they're having a sale on Canada silver for spot. And like the Perth Mint, there's a small storage fee but it's around a tenth of a percent per year per gold and about a third of a percent for silver. So how does it work? Well, basically you're buying, again, fractional shares of the actual metal. Uh, in the case of Canadian gold and silver, they're stored at the Royal Canadian Mint and insured by the mint. And in the U.S., the metals are allocated and segregated in a secure, what they call tier one vaulting location managed by Apmex, Brinks, or Loomis International. Uh, and the US, UK, and Swiss metals are all insured, fully insured by Lloyds of London. So basically, it's safe. Okay, so now you know how to get some precious metals exposure and not get screwed by crazy premiums. And hopefully you won't be tempted to call one of those 1-800 numbers on late night TV commercials offering commemorative gold coins. If you want to buy gold, you can do it on the cheap at One Gold or the Perth Mint. Okay, that's it for today. Have a fantastic week. And remember, sign up for your BlockFi credit card to get cash back in the 